This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. That's childrensnational.org slash holiday. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with carrier. Products sold separately. That long day behind you, good times lie ahead. With company worth keeping, that a bash a smile on your head. Come on in, the doors open. You'll find just the finest folks here. Pull up a chair, grab a drink, and let our stories your ear. Cause we're the talk, talk, talk the tavern. Here you're always welcome. The talk, talk, talk the tavern. Promising beer and bedlam. The talk. Music, medicine, then some to talk, talk, talk the tavern. The song's over. Here we come. And welcome to Talk the Tavern. I've got a cat in the way of my light, which means I can't see my notes. Good kitty. Okay, so tonight's topic is going to be comfort, food, and memories, and we'll get to that shortly. I want to let everybody know this is an adult show with adult topics, adult humor, and... Uh, we laugh and make jokes about everything, and uh, there's a good chance somebody will get offended. So if that's not your sort of thing, feel free to head out and uh, catch us on the podcast where we don't have to hear you whine about it. Now, uh, other than that, hold on. There's still a cat in the lane. Oh, please whine. Please, please. Go ahead. <laughs> All we do is block them and send them on their way. Um, oh, I also want to let everybody know, listening to the podcast, we are recording with a live chat audience that we interact with, Sound of the Bell means we want to read some of their comments and for the chat audience we're not going to read all your comments only the most entertaining amusing or relevant on that hey i'm author travis sivart host and creator of talk of the tavern amongst other podcasts such as stealing for survival and right night my advice is tonight is a a reasonable bourbon and a great pipe tobacco in a nice savinelli pipe i have some cnd irish mist for chat, let us know what your vices are tonight. What are you partaking of and enjoying? And uh, let's have Ed go ahead and uh, introduce himself. I'm Ed. I'm having water. Kevin, take her away. And rice cakes. Don't forget rice cakes to go with that water. Well, let's not undermine Ed's public image any more than we already have at the top of the show. Uh, good evening, uh, I'm Kev. I'm a Faulty Towers-esque British hotelier. This evening keeping my bitter spirit alive with very strong black coffee. Uh, and I'm smoking hand-rolled drum gold tobacco. And our there's, quote... nothing particular... there's nothing particularly gold about it, I'd like to say. It's still quite brown. I've always been curious about that. Oh. Um, oh. yeah, I'm, I'm distinctly disappointed. And uh, the, the 
quote from Cogsley so we can start the show out right is, uh, everybody talks about the weather, but nobody does anything about it. Charles Dudley Warner. Here's to that. Cheers. Who do we have in the tavern tonight? Who's who's in our uh, not-so-studio audience? Looks like we have Flaming Bird, Andrea LeChant. Anybody else out there looking? I see a bunch of you, but I'm not going to call you out if you're not chatting. So, I'll leave that be and call them out as they... Hey, there's Word of Wind. I'm sure there's a couple others, but they're either shy or just hate me. Speak up, damn it. <laughs> Could be either... And don't forget, if you're not a subscriber, you can use the tavern tokens in the lower left portion of the chat box to throw sub-only chat up there, even if you're not a sub. So there you go. I guess I should say subscriber after listening to Kevin earlier with his little commentary. No comment. No comment. I just, I just think it's... It, surely that's in this day and age we shouldn't have sub only chat what is there a dom only chat and if so how do i subscribe these and other pressing questions will be addressed not now <laughs> yeah i don't know it's uh, there's got to be some a couple of puns in there i could work in but i'm not I'm not catching them right now um there you go so let's see what do we what do we got here? All right. Nope. Let's move right into the topic. So tonight we're talking about comfort food and memories. This is basically with the holidays right around the corner. We're looking at or having just passed, depending on which side of which holiday you are and what country you're in. We're looking at the foods that brought us moments in our past that we cherish and hang on to. So, I saw Ed Twitch's neck there. No? Just That's popped. what she said! <laughs> Andrew says he got pun tons. Oh, hold on, we got some few comments here. Uh, Weirdwin says, forgot to mention that without any prompt, a day after tavern chat about preserved food, Mum made some trail jello. So, yeah, trail job. <clears throat> okay. So, Ed, you were raised in the country. Yep. What kind of foods did you get when you were young that you don't cook very often anymore, but God, you love them when you do get them now? Hamburger rice ball. How do you make those? Don't know. Are they like a meatball yep. with like pre-cooked rice in it? have not been able to find the recipe that duplicates the way my mom used to make it. It used to be something with whole tomatoes, rice, and hamburger. Don't know how she got it all to hold together, but she used to make little balls out of them, cook them, and they were absolutely fucking delicious. Egg. Get them to stay together with egg. Uh, maybe. What do you think, Kevin? You're, you're a cookie guy. Yeah, possibly. Um, it, have a look at a recipe for an Italian rice ball thing called Arancini. A-R-A-N-I-C-I-N-I -I -I, off the top of my head. Yeah, some, okay. spelled something like that anyway. It's done in a very similar way. It's essentially a, a rice ball that uses egg as a binding agent when it's cooked. But yeah, that might be the secret ingredient because when it cooks, the egg solidifies 
uh, undergoes chemical change and it's like almost like a binding agent. It's like sticking it together with glue. So when did your mother make these? Was it an occasion thing or was it just occasional? When we were out of food and we had hamburger, rice, and whole tomatoes left out of the garden house. And yeah, that's what we made them. We were poor. So I'm hearing this was not some fancy-ass re- uh, recipe that she liked to make for a special occasion. This was, no. we got some shit poor people have. Let's put it together and put it in a skillet. Yep. Some of the greatest foods on earth, though. That's what you're talking about right there. Right there, yep. Well, I could name a few right now, like peanut butter and jelly. You know, I'm oh, not yeah. a big fan of peanut butter and jelly, but when I want one, man, they taste so good. Hey, look who showed up. It's Elizabeth popping in. Good to see you. Thank you for that subscription. Good evening, evening pickled lady. Salutations of the evening to you, fine lady. Hard to track down. She's been a busy, busy woman. But good to see you. By shaking, the way, her pic- shaking her pickles all over the place recently. Shaking other people's pickles, too. Aw, Andrea says she got them stay together with the secret ingredient of a mother's love. Mother's love. Yeah, my mother got drunk enough to put some of that in food once. Oh, that's why I took over the cooking. By the way, it's actually quite bitter. (laughs) Andrea says peanut butter on soft white bread. So what about you, Kevin? What's what's that, Ed? Why's it got to be white? I'm like looking to see if she answered already, but no, it's going to take a while. <laughs> so what about you, Kevin? What, what childhood stuff did you have? And it doesn't just have to be one. And Ed, jump in. Oh, and you've got more than one. When Ed started talking about like simple throw together food, you know, like for pennies, cornbread hash, which mm-hmm. when I was a kid, it was just tin corned beef and fried onions. Like you tin corned beef mashed up, fried in the frying pan with onions, and then stuck into a, a dish with mashed potato on top and a sprinkle of cheese, and then baked in the oven. That's I would, good. I would, I would have stabbed someone's grandmother for an extra portion <laughs> of that stuff when I was a kid. Um, hey, I know a grandmother I don't particularly like because I'm old enough that my peers let's are now grandparents. Let's talk after the show. If you can make a decent corned beef hash, we might be able to work something out here. There we go. That and airline. Like fare. a dark net, like a dark net trade. Instead of Bitcoin, I can assassinate people for corned beef hash. I do have the ability to pay in Bitcoin now. Uh, by the way, uh, <laughs> sorry, the, ch- the chat is exploding. Um, <laughs> What are you giggling about, Ed? When, when, uh, did he say sprinkle of titties? <laughs> yeah. It's banana honey sandwich uh, from Word of Wind. Corn beef mashed with beans. Oh. Flaming Bird, you're going to have to. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, Flaming Bird, you're going to have to explain to the Americans what fairy bread for parties means. Yeah. Elizabeth says peanut butter jelly, peanut butter jelly. And, yep. Yeah. Oh. Flaming Bird says, not in our house, Kev. Ours was corned beef, mash. Now, mash as in like sour mash? Mashed like potatoes. Okay, no, ma- no mash, mashed potatoes. Yeah, mash, mash in England is mashed potato. Mash is a little different here. It could be moonshine. It could be bourbon. And, and uh, bean, beans is beans will be baked beans. So, you know, haricot beans in tomato sauce, Heinz beans, beans. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like it's a spam thing, but with beans. You know? Would you like some beans and eggs? Or you, we got beans, beans, See, and the, eggs. You got no, eggs, beans, eggs, beans. Hmm? Eggs, beans, and spam. Spam, spam, and chips. Chips and spam. Spam and chips and bacon. Bacon, chips, spam, and eggs. Spam and spam. Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> See, Wordwin says we make corned beef with sausage, cheese, potatoes, and eggs. Man, I just want to go on a whole breakfast thing. Mm. Um, um, fried spam, yeah. Uh, by the way, I do make a, a decent corned beef hash, but yeah, it is generally the just the can. I, I don't bother to do anything too special. Now, when you make your corned beef hash, Kev, do you like it like so it's crispy on the outside or still mushy? No, crispy. I agree. Yeah, I like to sprinkle a little bit of cheese, crank the oven temperature up at the end, get it nicely brown, get a nice crispness on the cheese because mm-hmm. you got you want that textural contrast between the crust and the soft mashed potato underneath. Definitely. That's correct. That's correct. I'm a sucker for anything with a decent crust on it. <laughs> well, that mm-hmm. explains why it hangs mm-hmm. out here so much. Mm, that's nasty. <laughs> that's funny because, yeah, that's, uh... that's nasty. Okay, that's so what she said. <laughs> decent crust, Elizabeth. Through the that's what she said. There's a lot of that going on in the chat tonight. There is. So, Ed, what else besides yes. rice balls? Were there cheese in your rice balls? No. No, just rice and beef. from the garden, rice and beef. I'm wondering if I can make them, considering the era, we're looking <laughs> salt and pepper for seasoning, maybe garlic powder and onion powder. Salt and pepper. Garlic powder and onion powder. That was fancy. You didn't have that shit. <laughs> so it's just a matter of finding the... How, how big are your rice balls? Well, your your blow um, camera level. <laughs> hardball size, hardball size. I'm, I'm yeah. So as in a baseball. Okay, I wasn't sure if we were like going hardball, like the handball type hardball, or you know the baseball. As in a baseball. Hmm. See, uh, Wordwin says, uh, when a kid once a month, mom and I would go to a restaurant for cinnamon toast and chocolate milk. That's nice. It's, uh, <laughs> Elizabeth would like your rice balls presented. <laughs> okay. So let's name three or four things so we can just toss this all around and talk about it. Ed, what else you got? Meat low. Love it. How? Hole in the um, middle and time alone, or it's cooked right? Cooked right. No ketchup on top. No, no. breadcrumb. Cheese. Yes. <laughs> and seasoned. Mm-hmm. See, my mother could fuck up a meatloaf. Like when you're seven <laughs> and she's put in like, you know, okay, onions, okay. But then she's put in like peppers, like green peppers in it. Not even like green and red peppers, just green peppers. And you're just like, it's like the worst fruitcake ever. Yeah. Because it's the same colors as fruitcake once you add onion 
and green onion. peppers. And then you got the brown stuff, but it tastes nothing like fruitcake. And she didn't tell me it was fruitcake. Oh, I like a good fruitcake in a friend or a food. Okay, so meatloaf, rice balls, what else? Apple pie. Fresh picked apples? Yep. The granny kind? Granny kind. Not granny. Okay, so the, the little slightly bitter sour ones. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, what about you, Kevin? You got a handful? Well, I love a good apple pie, yeah, but I go with a Bramley, like a big cooker. And I like mine with a, just like a little bit of caramel, either cooking the apple for a while so it browns out nicely, or, you know, putting the apple slices in raw by drizzling like a little bit of brown sugar syrup or something, just to get that nice caramelized apple-y flavor. Almost like, not quite toffee apple, but just like right. a hint of brown sugar to the edge of it, you know? Um comfort dessert so i was just thinking then when i was a kid so we had a uh, an old-fashioned baker in town and he used to do all the old french patisserie um cream stuff as well as loaves of bread and stuff and i always used to get as a kid a cream slice and these things were impossible there's no delicate or polite you can't eat one in public in front of someone you care about <laughs> it's just two thin layers of uh crumbly puff pastry um, sweet puff pastry with a thin spread of fruit preserve on either side essentially just to act as glue sandwiching what is essentially a three inch thick slab of french stiff patissier's cream you know like this this stiff stuff that is not soft and squishy it holds its shape and and they used to make them <clears> in <throat> trays so you'd put a layer of the puff pastry and spread the fruit preserve on fucked on the cream and and you get this thing and it's impossible to eat safely <laughs> for a start it's crumbly and made of flaky pastry the moment you put any pressure on either side it's got so much cream in it it just explodes out the sides so the only way you could eat these things is to take like huge she said along the sides to reduce the center mass so you could gradually get the pastry together enough that you can dare take uh, a bite without exploding they were filthy they were messy they were <laughs> incredibly bad for you and every time i think about one now it puts a smile on my face in fact if there was a baker's open now i'd go and buy one <laughs> you'd have to buy two because i think we all need to have one of our own now oh mm. man they were, they were amazing I, you can still get them there's a little bakery just around a corner from me called grace's that still does all the old-fashioned sort of um confectionery stuff they just do uh, they do about 30 different pastries but they only bake a very limited number every day so when they're gone they're gone now before you go into any more i'm going to read a whole bunch of comments i'm just gonna go right, right. through them real quick uh, uh we do meatloaf with rice on a uh, bed of bread to absorb extra grease carrots and potatoes to the side cover it with barbecue sauce andrea says she makes good meatloaf flaming bird says rice pudding homemade andrea says i'm making apple pies tomorrow wordwin says miss good tasting apples so much east coast apples are awful and uh then candy apples are mentioned and uh andrea says what exactly is kevin talking about <laughs> It's a question that people often ask. I, you'd have to be a bit more specific in order for me to uh, to answer that. True, true. Uh, probably the cream slice. Yeah, yeah. That's I'll, have to, I'll have to 
okay let me see if i can find an image of what i'm talking about and throw it up in chat just so i can give you a, a pictorial aid there you go and i guess i need to come up with a uh, more stuff here besides peanut butter and jelly there are certain things i had so often as a kid i don't like them much anymore but when i do eat them when i when i have a moment of i think i do want that they're so incredible and it's simple foods but they're comfort foods so i mentioned peanut butter and jelly that was one that i had way too many when i was young and another one was macaroni and cheese but I can't eat the same macaroni and cheese that I ate as a kid because it was the cheap box with the powder <laughs> where you had a butter and milk. And if you didn't do it just right, you got clumps of fucking powdered. That's what she said. <laughs> it's uh, jelly on toast and sourdough. But grilled cheese is still to this day a favorite comfort food for me. And that's a simple one. Yeah, see Kevin put up a uh, recipe or something there. Yeah, it's a link to the French slice for anybody who wants to picture trying to wrap your mouth around one comfortably. <laughs> oh no, that looks incredible. That looks that looks like baklava minus honey. Yeah. Add cream. The, the, yeah, the the old ones that I used to get. I mean, they'd be double the depth of that as well. I mean, that that's just a picture to give you an idea of the the kind of concepts I'm talking about, but these ones I'm talking about were thick slabs of the, the cream filling in the you, middle. You sure you weren't just much smaller? <laughs> no, I was always quite large, even as a child, probably because the number of cream slices my family used to let me eat. That's right, you were chubby when you were a kid, weren't you? And then you like, I was, yeah. You're the same way yeah, you were my, when you were my, seven, but you're now you're like three feet taller. Well, my dad always joked that around about 12, 13, I was, I was around about 13, 14 stone. I was a little butter ball. And then puberty happened. And he said, your weight stayed exactly constant. It's just like a piece of plasticine. Someone just stretched you out. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of talk about grilled cheese. Now, Andrew yeah, brings right. up. What's that? You know, you mentioned macaroni and cheese. You mm -hmm. know, I was 20 years old before I knew that box macaroni and cheese existed. Well... You're one of the lucky ones. Because homemade macaroni and cheese is incredible. Yeah. Box and macaroni and cheese is nasty. But I, I will eat a box of Velveeta where you got like that. The, the kind oh, of yeah. Velveeta. Well, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, Kev? Mac and cheese, right? That's a big mention comfort food with an awful lot of people. I've got a question that came up in conversation the other day. Let me throw this to you guys quick out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. Three favorite things to add to a standard mac and cheese? A fork. <laughs> That's all I got. Because it, seem, it, it seems to be like everyone's got like a little bit, you know, even if it's just like, oh, I like to sprinkle a bit of breadcrumb on the top to get a crunchy top or something like that. Everyone likes to fuck with just mac and cheese sauce. No, just, just, no, just, right. mac, and just cheese. mac and cheese now, sauce, nothing we, else. We can debate on which cheeses to add. Okay, we can yeah. talk about that. Different cheeses to make different flavors, whether you, sharper, you, greasier. You would, but you'd never yeah. consider adulterating a mac and cheese with anything else. It's okay. just mac and cheese sauce. I've, I've tried it with bacon. I've tried it with breadcrumbs. I've tried it with all these different things. And, uh, yeah, never, never had any urge. But 
macaroni, butter, cheese, milk, and I'm good. I don't even want to add salt or pepper or garlic or any of that. Um, so that's with mac and cheese. And I, I, Andrea up here in chat a few moments ago mentioned homemade soups. And I think soups, she also mentioned chicken and dumplings, like just down from that. And I think these are really a great comfort food. With grilled cheese, we often have tomato soup. I love to make a beef stew or a chili or split pea and ham soup after Thanksgiving with the extra ham. Mm. Uh, well, nobody else eats split pea and ham soup. Uh, Elizabeth, here in chat, pickle lady, she will. Ed, you, you'll eat it too? Mm-hmm. Will Teresa? Because mm-hmm. I like to get the smoked ham and then make the uh, split pea and ham soup with some carrots and maybe potatoes, but potatoes are... Less important than carrots in this mixture for me. What about you, Kevin? Do you eat split pea and ham soup? Oh, yeah. I, I really love homemade soups. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, I've never found a pre-produced soup ever that I think has the same depth of flavor mm-hmm. as a homemade soup. Mm-hmm. It's just not the same. And it's always a thin, easy-to-pour consistency, and all of that sort of substance and roughage and texture that you get with a proper made soup, even a blended one, you know? Yeah, yeah, big soup fan. Andrea likes to make a couple soups, too. Andrea doesn't cook a whole lot. I tend to do more of the cooking, but she loves to make a chicken noodle soup. I like to make, like, a turkey and rice soup after Thanksgiving because you always have extra turkey and my problem is I need to find the right way to freeze soups because I found you can't freeze potatoes at all, ever, in any form. No. Not if you want the same texture afterwards. If you don't mind it turning into grainy little lumps and melting, fine. <clears throat> but turkey and rice so, soup you could freeze. What, Kev? Freezing soup, uh, instant ramen pots. And you know, like a pour on hot water instant noodle cup and look for ones instead of having the peel off lids, have some kind of plastic clip on lid and then just portion it into those and freeze it down in your freezer. Just remember to leave a couple of inches at the top of the container. So when it expands, as it freezes, it doesn't bust the container. Out. Yeah, that's something you tell young folks. Well, I guess some, you know. Yeah, yeah, but okay, yeah, but no, I, no, I'm, no. I'm giving general advice, it, not just specifically to you. No, no, it is fair because a lot of adults don't realize that either, especially when they put their soda in the freezer and it explodes and they're like, what happened? Yeah, especially especially with, with thinner soups, you know, the higher the liquid content compared to solid, the more it's going to expand when mm-hmm. it freezes. So some are going to swell a lot as well. So take that into account when you freeze stuff down, yeah. Andrea also just mentioned in chat, Mostly soup, casseroles, and baked things is what she cooks. Casseroles was something I wanted to mention earlier. And I'm going to do another quick read-down of all these comments because there's some great comfort foods in here. Um, Hold on. Got to find out where I last stopped. Uh, Grilled cheese is heaven. Chicken and dumplings. Sandwiches. Properly made sandwich with chips is fabulous. I have to agree with that. Um. If you melt butter, then mix in milk, then slowly add the cheese powder. Oh, this is making cheap mac and cheese. Add noodles. Still now. Yeah, he, he does say, well, still disgusting, <laughs> but not quite as bad. 
I, I just as a Brit, I heard the two words cheese powder, and my soul died a little inside. Yeah, trust me, eat it for twelve years of your life, and your soul dies a lot. <laughs> you don't, you don't <laughs> need to find said. Jesus because he's <laughs> like your arteries. Mm, <laughs> oh, it's not real cheese; it doesn't clog arteries. It's just pure oil. Um, sorry, I lost track. Lost vision a bit when I was thinking of mac and cheese with a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> Turkey enchiladas. Turkey cabbage soup. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I just... As, as an Irishman, I'm not a big fan of cabbage. Just not. I love cabbage. Love I love the cabbage something with, a, something with a good good cabbage flavor, like a Savoy as well. Or the smell of the farts afterwards. Just saying. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Um... Somebody was telling me a recipe at work today of chocolate, hot chocolate lasagna. Intriguing. I mean, chocolate and tomato is not that weird <laughs> a pairing. See, that's where my head went too. But I'm like, what? And she's like, no, you take like crushed Oreo cookies and put it down for the thing on the bottom. And then you put down a layer of chocolate mousse. I'm like, okay, okay. So they're, Oh, okay, right. Yeah, I'm with you now. I, if I'm not mistaken, she said lasagna means to be layered. And I'm like, okay, now it makes sense when, when I know that. It's uh... <clears throat> So what about soups and casseroles for you guys? Anything in there for you? Casserole, definitely. I mean, I, I do, the, the show says about memories being linked to food, and that's a real strong one for me. How so? Um, well... The smell of a casserole, you know, you traditionally we would make quite a big pot of casserole, you know, like enough to feed ample huge portions for all of us, plus enough to freeze down to be a second meal, you know. So it was a, something that be on cooking for a while, either on the hob top or in the oven, depending on what it was. And it's just the, the smell of it slowly permeating through the house for hours. Everyone's slowly getting hungrier and hungrier as it gets closer. And closer. You know, it's just that nice memory that it sort of conjures up feelings of, of being at home with the family. You know, I really <laughs> want to, like, right when we get off air, I want to go pull some boneless chicken breast out of the freezer, start making some rice, go see, because we got bags of frozen carrot already sliced. <clears throat> and I'm like, I want to just fucking put something in the... Uh, I've pressure cooker I've got tonight. The, I've got all the ingredients. Yeah, it's a bit late for me to do one now, but I've got all the ingredients ready to put one on tomorrow morning. Yeah, same here. It's uh, we've got fresh onion in there. Oh, speaking, I got to talk to Andrea and see if she wants like fresh made mashed potatoes, or for Thanksgiving, or maybe some uh, garlic, um, parsley, buttered potatoes. It's a uh, uh, my one tomorrow has uh, potato, carrot, parsnip, swede, chicken, bacon, and leek. Bacon and leek, huh? Huh. Yeah, just a bit of bacon. You don't want tons because it's quite salty. Mm -hmm. You don't want it, you know, but it, it, just a little bit of bacon in there to go with the chicken. Yeah. See, yeah, I like the idea of bacon. Um as an enhancer instead of a primary flavor. And I think that's, that's exactly it in this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of 
especially in the, I guess it was right around the turn of the last decade, they're fucking putting bacon in everything. This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org holiday. That's childrensnational.org holiday. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. And I love bacon-flavored bacon, but I don't necessarily want bacon-flavored everything else. Right. It's, uh... I mean, I'm I'm doing... It'd probably be enough for... Easily enough to feed four or three big portions, and there's two rashes of bacon in it. Nice. Nice. So what about you, Ed? Soups? Casseroles? Got anything in? Nothing that really grabs me and says, yeah, I like that a lot. I'm, I like soup. You like buffalo stew, I know that. Uh, <laughs> it is expensive. The game stew. The game stew you're referring to? Yeah. No, what I'm, what I'm telling, for everybody else who's viewing or listening, Ed will often make a stew when we're camping. And it, it's funny because he puts in like baseball sized hunks of buffalo and, you know, uh, softball sized potatoes and he doesn't cut them up and you get a bowl with like two huge hunks in it and liquid around it and you're like, ah, it's, I exaggerate slightly, but not by much. They're big <laughs> fucking chunks and it's good. Just go big or go home. See, whenever yeah. I cook a soup with potatoes, I believe in cutting them into smaller bits uh yeah probably the we size of the a six-sided run. dice as well the reason i do this is because if you have a huge chunk you get a lot of bland in the middle of the potato so if you have a spicy soup it's one thing but the smaller chunks they soak up a little more so the seasoning blends with the bland better in my opinion mm-hmm. kevin you look like you had something to say about all that uh, I mean, it's, I kind of get where you're coming from, yeah. The other thing, though, is that you don't want to cut it too small because the thing with potato is that when it, although it's much slower in something slow cooking like a casserole, when it goes, it goes, mm-hmm. mushes. And what, the last thing you want with potato is for it to mush in something like a casserole because what you don't want it to do is become potato soupy. Yeah, so I'm, I shy away. I'd rather leave the. I'd rather leave my potato chunkier and have it have some solidity at the end <laughs> process hours later when it's still cooked than have it fall to bits. So I have a tendency to go bigger rather than smaller. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kevin, you know I mentioned freezing potatoes. So when I mm-hmm. make a soup with potatoes in it, I've started looking at: can I make a soup with potatoes in it that is good? 
first time out that when you freeze it, go ahead and break those potatoes down to that grainy thing and almost turn it into a chowder afterwards. Like, can I make a soup that you can yep. just add some milk or cream and butter to? Let the, uh... <laughs> hey, Estrine, yes, indeed. We're recording the podcast. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I've started to wonder about that. That way you kind of have a transformer soup. So what other comfort foods do we have that we love so much? What about- I am a big, I'm a big sucker for cheese. I know we've mentioned mm-hmm. cheese in like mac and cheese, but just cheese on its own, like just cheese for the sake of eating and crackers. Cheese. Yeah, love it. What kind of oh, cheese? Yeah. What kind of crackers? Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I have a tendency to agree. Just any cheese and crackers is acceptable. I do like having a selection of cheeses. See, yeah. for me different cheeses and different ways of slicing them with different crackers. I don't want American cheese on Triscuits ever. Are you familiar with Triscuit brand crackers? No. Triscuit's not a cracker. Uh, I'm not a fan no. of it. It's like <laughs> fucking it's, it's like I don't know fiber in a cracker form. It's horrible. Uh, but it's salty and that's uh, but, good. You we uh, we the British have uh, the Cars water biscuit universally used in restaurants uh, originally designed by uh, lord carr for use aboard british naval ships the driest most desiccated most flavorless thing ever to masquerade itself as a cheese cracker ever it's it's literally like a disc of dust held together with spite <laughs> guaranteed to ruin any cheese ever <clears throat> well, it kind of describes a lot of the people i've uh, been married to but anyhow, <clears throat> um, there are Ritz crackers, which are round and buttery and crisp and nice. And there are townhouse, which are kind of oval, the same thing. i tell you what, though, Ed, I really like the garlic butter Ritz. I won't eat Ritz crackers ever, ever. Okay, why? My father. He liked them or he talked shit about them? His last few years that he was with us, that was the only thing we could get him to. and every time i went to the store give me three more boxes of ritz crackers it's like dad i need to eat besides ritz crackers okay you so haven't gotten me in the, I'll, I'll, i'm i'm done with ritz crackers i never want to see another fucking ritz cracker see you said it didn't matter what kind of cracker but also saltines are not a good cracker for cheeses what do you think Kevin, are you familiar with saltines? Just kind of the square, white, flat cracker with like six huge crystals of salt on top? Okay, yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah, like a slightly saltier, what we call a Jacob's cream cracker here, yeah. Could be. Yeah, same kind of biscuit with, but with a bit of added, added salt flavor to it, yeah. So, Ed, what kind of cracker yeah, would, you get, would you get cheese and crackers? If, you, if you're doing just a mild cheddar, saltines mm-hmm. are fine. I think saltine. To be honest with you, I really don't know the name of the crackers that I get when I'm in the store. I know what they look like in the box. It's like, those are the ones. And you ever had chicken biscuit crackers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Many I, years ago. I like them. <laughs> they they feel so low class, but they taste so low class, too. It's great. Um, 
and Kevin for for the Brits in the room. They're pretty much just kind of a standard light, fluffy cracker, but they've been coated in like uh, chicken bouillon dust, if you will. Okay. So right. they're super salty with a bit of a chicken and buttery flavor, and gotcha. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just got distracted here as. Andrea says, I have Triscuits, Swiss, and ham for lunch at work most days. Then Elizabeth asks, ever have shit on a cracker? Yes, I have. No. Not to my recollection, no. I've, I've had some shit on a cracker, but not actual shit on a cracker. <laughs> See, I feel different cheeses go better with different meats. And oh, yeah. For yeah. example, I don't want to... Super. I don't want an extra sharp cheddar with a ham. I, I want a mild cheddar because of the creaminess goes right. better. But a smoked ham with a sharp cheddar is good. <clears throat> but a honey ham, you want a mild cheddar. Or I do, at least. Don't no? quit honey ham. You don't like honey ham? Uh. Everyone's my answer here. So I really prefer the smoked <laughs> ham lunch meat. It's uh So when the hell do you use a cube of cheese? Who the hell oh, thought this was a good idea for putting on a cracker? Cube. Yeah. You don't have oh, the, the only time I've the only time I've ever seen anybody cut cheese into cubes they then immediately stabbed it with a cocktail stick and added a piece of pineapple and called it party food when i was five yeah yeah cheese and pie, cheese and pineapple on sticks guaranteed to be at any british party buffet social occasion anywhere between pretty much 1970 and 1992 who thought pineapple and cheese i mean they don't go bad together on a toothpick says andrea um yeah, yeah, yeah. Cocktail stick, toothpick, same thing. Yeah, mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the really enterprising party goer, people used to arrange them like a you know like a little hedgehog with them all. That's what Flaming Bird yeah. just said in chat. Yeah, uh, yeah. I... People injuring themselves viciously on them repeatedly at the buffet table, especially at drunken weddings and stuff. So, what about desserts? What kind of comfort food? And desserts do we have? For me, I have banana pudding. Which, by the way, for anybody that's never made it, it's actually vanilla pudding with banana and vanilla wafers. And that's it. And then you layer it like lasagna. And you let it sit till the cookies go mushy. So you kind of have this soft crust all the way around. My grandmother used to make that. I thought it was the best thing. And I still love it when I get it, when it's done right. So what about you guys? Apple pie. Now, what kind of apple pie? We're talking about caramel apple pie. We're talking Granny Smith apples. Um, kind of crust graham cracker. She never named it. She just said it's a fucking apple pie. No, she made the crust herself <laughs> out of the flour and little, you know, like old women used to do back in the day. Apple pie. Pie filled with apple. It was good. Nutmeg, cinnamon. It was good. Yeah. So what kind of what, <laughs> what kind of crust on the top was it? Like the little woven crust? Mm-hmm. 
or was it just like the whole sheet of crust that they cut the little lines into? She made it both ways. Okay. And then she drizzled the little sugar, melted sugar off of it. It, it was good. With ice cream? We were too poor. I, <laughs> I, I, either ice cream or custard. Well, custard, yeah. Anytime you can get custard instead of ice cream. It's uh, well, both, and for me, both. <laughs> so, if you could do, um, if you're gonna do ice cream, I really recommend for apple pie, the French vanilla or the vanilla bean, and let it melt in a little, get a little mushy. Oh man, okay, hold on. In chat, we have, uh, and then Kevin, I want to hear some of your <clears throat> other desserts, or you could define some of these. Elizabeth says apple pie, ice cream, chocolate chip cookies. Flaming Bird says jelly and ice cream. I need that explained. Jam sponge. Need that explained. Mum used to make one in the microwave. Elizabeth says hot apple pie with a scoop of vanilla ice cream on top. Flaming Bird says they're having like a like a dessert showdown between the two of them here. Jam, roly-poly, and <laughs> custard, apple strudel. Finally, Aww. Weird Wind broke in. I like to make apple pie with caramel and stripes across the top. Uh, my big comfort food is probably apple crisp. So, we so uh, go, to go back and redefine for the American listening audience, uh, Flaming Bird's coming earlier, jelly and ice cream is jello okay. for you Americans. It's, it, jello is called jelly. In this country, and what you refer to as jelly, we would call jam. Okay, but we have jam also, but we now call them preserves yeah. instead of jam because we. It yeah, it's the same. It, it's the same kind of thing here. Yeah, it's only a jam if it's made a certain way. Yada yada. But right. yeah, so basically that's the language distinction there. Jam sponge, uh, literally just an ordinary uh, sponge cake? ordinary sponge like you. Yeah, like you'd use for a sponge cake with a thick layer of jam. It was a tray bake. Uh, so you put the jam literally straight in the bottom of the tray, then pour your sponge mix on the top, bake the sponge in the oven, and then you turn it out and you have this lovely sort of jam-infused base to the sponge. Uh, and then you'd normally serve that warm with a hot custard over it. It yep. was quite a common uh, dessert for school dinners. A lot of kid, British kids would have grown up with uh, jam, sponge, and custard as an option on school menus. That sounds like and a then, very difficult dish to clean afterwards. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's cooked at a low temperature, just hot enough to bake the sponge. But yeah, it's kind of one of those, it's glorious and gloopy, and you kind of scrape all the bits out of the, the bottom of the tray. It's lovely. It's, yeah, it's messy, and it's it's not the easiest food to dish out, but by God, it's fucking lovely. Okay, go on with the descriptions here. Uh, where's the apple strudel pickle lady mentions? God, that was one I was going to mention in a minute. I fucking love a good apple strudel what about again it's jam roly-poly and custard okay so jam roly-poly is a similar thing you just say uh, you have a sheet of baking parchment you put your sponge mix uh, and you make a, uh, a a long thin sheet of sponge baked sponge spread it with jam and then you do this quickly while the sponge is still warm from the oven on the baking parchment and then you just lift the front edge of the uh, the baking parchment roll the first bit of the sponge over and then just keep lifting the paper roll, lift and roll. And you basically roll the sheet of sponge and the jam spread over the surface into a cylinder and then it's served cut in slices like that. 
Gotcha. Oh, by the way, we're doing through something in here. I think the breakdown here is jelly is made from juice. Jam has bits of fruit in the juice. Preserves are made from pureed fruit. Marmalade is made from crushed fruit. Yes. Yes, and yes, like a giant Swiss roll, exactly yeah. like that. Which we also have like fruit rolls like that too. Um, but they're all pre-made oh. <laughs> with high fructose corn syrup. What you got? Oh, uh, so uh, I'm being pulled up by Flaming Bird. He was, he was accused of me of being posh because my jam roll probably would make is with sponge. There's also a version using suet, like an old, uh, like a heavier suet pudding, done exactly the same way. You've uh, got to explain with, to the Americans what be, a suet is. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll post a link. It's easier than me going into a complicated <laughs> explanation because we'll fill up the remaining few minutes we've got on this show. Let me deal with that one via another link instead. Okay, then I'll have to look at it and explain it to the podcast folks. Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. Go ahead. It's like uh, being back on radio all over again when we used it to do basically, that. Basically, uh, suet is a steamed pudding, so you're using okay. suet and flour combined. It's a heavier, thicker result than a light, fluffy sponge. It's steamed, um, so you put it in a bam in a tray in a bamry in the oven, so the steam helps cook it. Um, it's quite heavy, stodgy when it's finished. You normally cook it wrapped in a cylinder of cloth to help it hold its shape until it's cooked. And I'm gonna. You know what, bre- what, what comfort foods we should talk about? We need to talk about breakfast foods. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whether it's omelets or pancakes and waffles or bacon or just some good over easy eggs with buttered, hot buttered toast. <laughs> oh. Man, all of those. Yeah, really. It's See, trying to think of a breakfast food that's not a comfort food. I, I yeah. think, to be honest, it, it, people. I forget. We forget from outside this country how people view with amazement what we traditionally class as the breakfast. Things that make you far. The the the, uh, the Great British breakfast, the English fry up in the morning. Um, I love the fry up in the morning. It's, it's just something about having a really unhealthy, filling, massive breakfast to set you up for the day that, that sends you out into the world with an inner glow, you know? No, that's what I'm talking about. There's times where, mm. and it's usually waffles or pancakes. I don't tend to do both, but then some eggs and bacon and or sausage and some hash browns. And uh, what else we got we throw in there, Ed? Uh, home fries are always good. Corned beef hash, by the way, is a great breakfast food here. Oh, yeah. Very popular. Maybe some grits. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, and I like my grits with just a pinch of salt and butter. I don't, again, I don't need any bacon in it. I don't, people go crazy for shrimp and grits here. And I'm just like, how about just grits and a little That's lumpy, dinner. please? That's not breakfast. Okay, good point. Yeah, I, I can go with that. Um, Flaming Bird says, for breakfast, as a kid, Cocoa Pops or Frosted. As an adult, poached eggs and avocado. Wow, somebody got fancy as she got older. <laughs> I really want a full English now. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. You, you want to tell us what's in a full English, please? Uh, bacon, sausage, mushroom, tomato, fried eggs, 
beans, fried bread, toast, beans. nice cup of coffee or tea, baked beans. Why would you have beans for breakfast? That sounds like why a really bad idea. Why wouldn't you? Because why, why wouldn't you? Beans and eggs to start and the black, day, and and <laughs> yeah, and black pudding as well. Now, what exactly is black pudding? It, it's a it's a baked blood sausage. You want to define a blood sausage for the American audience? It's, it's literally <laughs> what it sounds like. It's a sausage made with a high concentration of blood and iron in it, so it's black in color. And it's got it's herbs and spices and stuff, but it's, it's very dark, strong-flavored sausage. Very soft in texture. We cut it in thin slices and then fry it in the pan. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> I, I love it. It's a bit like the Marmite of the Great British Breakfast, though. It's, it's the divider. Like Everyone loves a fry-up, but black pudding or not, all know with some people, and fuck yeah with the rest of us. <laughs> Flaming Bruce says, and it's as disgusting as it sounds. <laughs> no, it's bloody lovely. It's especially nice with bacon and apple, actually, believe it or not. Bacon and apple flavors go really nice with black pudding. Hey, Gary What's popped in. Color? What up, Gary? Hey, Gary, you're on, huh? I, I tell you what, I would, uh... See, I know when Andrew and I came to visit you there, Kevin, we, we went over to that little hotel that had slot machines in his lobby around the bar, and we mm -hmm. had breakfast there where we had the beans and the fried tomatoes and all that. Um, yeah, by the way, Marmite, Andrew says Marmite is not something I like. Does anybody else... Isn't a marmite an animal that lives in Australia? I'm pretty sure that's correct. And how do you cook that little rat bastard? <laughs> no one? In times of desperation, I would imagine. <laughs> okay. What other... We've got a few minutes left here. Um, now, we could move into, like, favorite candies. Let's do this. So... It's popular when people get depressed, sit down with a tub of ice cream and a spoon. When you guys, whether you're excited, celebrating, depressed, whatever, when you go out and get just a tub of ice cream to eat by yourself with a spoon, what kind do you get? Ed's shaking his head. I don't. You don't eat ice cream at all? Um, I... I'm not going to go out just get a tub of ice cream. You, you've never got... Well, by tub, it could be like Ben and Jerry's. You know, it comes in all the cool flavors and everything. Yeah, it, it doesn't work. Oh. I love me a good ice yeah, cream what, sandwich. When I want ice cream, yeah, an ice cream sandwich is okay. Or or, or I'll go ahead and fix a sundae or something. Just, yeah, those flavored ice cream. Okay, what about you, Kevin? It's a, it's quite a rare thing for me as well, but if I do eat ice cream, I tend to like... Uh, I like strong, sharp fruit flavours mixed with something heavier and creamier, so something like white chocolate and raspberry, some kind of combination like that. I tend to like... I don't like anything that's too sickly sweet if I'm eating ice cream. I like something that's got a bit of sharpness to it. Okay, a couple comments over here in chat. 
Andrea says mint, not with chocolate chips or raspberry gelato. Um, no, no, where do when you don't have to eat that much in a sitting? I don't care if you take two spoons, put it back in the freezer. Just what kind do you go for? Flaming birds got my kind of taste buds. Ben and Jerry's chocolate brownie with salted caramel sauce. Elizabeth says pussy. Oh wait, no, that was a sound she was playing, not the ice cream she likes. Um, <laughs> reminded Gary about the two. Uh, hmm. I was going to say, I, I went for white chocolate and raspberry because we don't sell pussy flavor in this country. It's <laughs> a bit salty. Maybe it's the list. Tastes like salty, salt and yeast. Um, Wordwin says, my favorite ice cream are chocolate, <laughs> sorry, Kevin, chocolate ginger and mint chocolate chip. And Elizabeth's got the classics going on. Vanilla, chocolate, now mixed or just separate? Man, the ladies are just going crazy for Fred. That's Kevin's cat for all the people listening on podcast. He's a big old Tom. And uh, So for myself, I love ice cream with chunks of things in it. Whether it's cookies and cream. Whether it's like with brownie chunks, like what a uh, flaming bird was mentioning there. Or but I just I like ice cream you can chew and then I like to let it melt a little bit. I don't want it solid frozen where I'm chewing on frozen ice cream. I want to let it melt. So it's almost like a thick milkshake before you start to eat it. I really want some ice cream now. Maybe another episode <laughs> of Discovery. And... Oh, speaking of comfort foods. <clears throat> That's what she said. <laughs> um, oh, strawberry cheesecake, haagen Yeah. Uh, Ed, we subscribe to uh, CBS All Access. A month early by accident. I wanted to do it for the stand. Ended up doing it now. So we have been watching more of Discovery. And I tell you what. It is just great casting. Great writing. And I realize you mentioned season two is different from season one. But I'm enjoying season got- two just as much for different reasons. Oh, just wait until you get to season yeah, I've seen hints of that. I'm like, they go to like yet another timeline, don't they? And because mm-hmm. they mentioned like the one probe went 500 years in the future and came back changed. And why did that happen? I'm like, I'm wondering if that's a, a, a foreshadowing of season three. Okay. Because, yeah, I'm picking up what they're laying down. Okay, let's do a wrap up. Here, Ed, some closing thoughts on comfort foods and memories. Do you have a favorite childhood memory? One? Well, well see, I've been racking my brain about this, you know, since the title. It's like, I, I don't have any memory that I can remember mm-hmm. that's associated with food. I love food. Not a certain picnic when you were a kid, when you learned you just no, don't like no. fried chicken and watermelon. What happened well, there? Well, fr- fried chicken was, and and that's the reason why I like meatloaf so much because almost every Sunday as a child growing up, we had fried chicken. Okay, oh that'll Except do it. I have that problem with donuts. Occasionally, we'd have meatloaf. Mm-hmm. Loved though because it wasn't fried chicken. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. It's uh. What about you, Kevin? Do you have one special memory? And it, it doesn't have to be childhood. It could be last fucking week for all I care. You know, 
going to a restaurant, this is that one meal that you had that just... The first time I tasted real jerk chicken. Mm. Cooked over an oil drum in a street in Jamaica. Like proper traditional, you know, fresh pimento leaves ripped off a plant just down the road five minutes earlier, you know. And the difference, the authenticity, the fire, honestly, yeah, that's a flavor memory. Every time now I eat shitty, pale by comparison, jerk seasoning anything, the taste of that particular combination of, of jerk seasoning makes me think of the first time I ate a big hot steaming mouthful of fresh jerk chicken and my taste buds just exploded. See, mm-hmm. I don't think I've had that yet. But I hear about Caribbean jerk and I want to like it. And I'm always like mildly disappointed every time I get it. Especially when you're at a wing place and they're like, we have, you know, Caribbean jerk. And I'm like, somehow I, I don't think you hit the nail on the head here. Here's the, here's the dividing line. If you aren't crying by the time you've eaten it, it ain't jerk. <laughs> Where's the that's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> if you ain't crying by the time you eat it, you ain't had shirt. <clears throat> okay, let's wrap that the whole show up on that note. Guys, don't forget, mm-hmm. if you have a topic you'd like to hear us talk about on Talk of the Tavern, drop us an email at talk of the tavern show at gmail.com. That's talk of the tavern show at gmail.com. If there's a certain topic you'd like to hear us discuss or explore. Also, I want to thank everybody who came in here, hung out, throwing up their ideas. And hold on, there's one more. I used to live near a Jamaican restaurant. Once they got to know me, they started giving me the stuff they made in the back parking lot. Freaking amazing. Yeah. And yeah. it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. If you go into an Indian place, well, basically any ethnic place, it's not your people's food. Get to know the people, make friends with them till they will cook you something that they would cook for their family. Yeah. Um, definitely worth that effort and the time put in. I've done that a few times. Incredible experiences come from that. Never, as a chef, never assume that a takeaway restaurant is representative of a culture's cooking. Absolutely. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, they know me as the guy with the mustache where I'm like, cook it like you cook for your family. Make it that way, please. Okay, so I want to thank everybody who joined us here on the live show as well as those that pulled down the podcast to listen to it. You guys are my favorite. Thank you to all the subscribers, people who threw bits, subs, hosts, raids, and merchandise during the show, after the show, before the show, and when I was in the bathroom that one time. Awkward, but nice. Uh, Everybody who supports us on Patreon and PayPal. And uh, we will catch you on the next episode. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks for joining us in the discussion shenanigans tonight. You are the one thing that makes the show what it is. Don't forget to join us at the Tavern next week. Until then, have fun, keep learning, and be good to one another. Now, raise your glass in good cheer. Enjoy the small moments every day and steamy dreams every night.
With MailChimp, you get a whole lot more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. That means you can connect your data to make more informed, smarter decisions. And you get powerful automation tools like our customer journey builder to ensure you never miss an opportunity to turn shoppers into loyal customers. So if you're ready to integrate your marketing and boost sales, get started today at MailChimp.com slash smart marketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses. With MailChimp, you get a whole lot more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. That means you can connect your data to make more informed, smarter decisions. And you get powerful automation tools like our customer journey builder to ensure you never miss an opportunity to turn shoppers into loyal customers. So if you're ready to integrate your marketing and boost sales, get started today at MailChimp.com smartmarketing MailChimp, built for growing businesses.